A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello there. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. What magic happens there, Michael Normanton? Legal magic. Yep. Legal magic like wills, probate, conveyancing and services for business, dispute resolution, professional negligence um, stuff. That's the best you've done, I think, so far. Thanks very much. I've been saying in recent weeks you've been improving. That was really, really almost, almost prepared. All morning in the mirror of that. Yep. Yeah, really, really uh, learning my lines. How do you feel it went, Rob? Was that good? It was good. I'm trying to work out whether you've got the website open or not. I think you did it without, didn't you? Oh, did you? No, no, no website open. No, just Google. Fair enough. Well, that will please Levi's. Ten percent discount on your legal fees. Levi'slisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Well done. I'm really proud of you. It's propaganda where we find out what's been said in the in the football world this week. Uh, these are always a lot easier to do and a lot easier to put together when Leeds performance they did on Sunday, which was uh, which was super nice. Did you have a nice time, Rob? I had a great time. Yeah, it was amazing. And where did you watch it? I watched it in the Brudenell and there's only a few of us, but it was very good fun. Albeit there was that anxiety of, oh, it's a close game, it's Millwall. But then I watched it back yesterday and we were class. We were really, really good. And even those bits where we were kind of under the cosh a little bit, the stuff we did in possession, just getting on the ball, having the confidence to get the ball and turn and play forward passes wasn't very Leeds United of recent years and it's really exciting. It does tell a story that I've watched it twice now. Yeah, I watched, <laughs> Good, it, I watched it live and then I watched it all back again. I've mainly been watching replays to see uh, Rutter's celebrations. Yeah. The, it's the, is it the first goal where he's doing his he's doing his stag thing? He's putting his... He puts... He's sort of halfway doing an Alioski face but mm. then he just sort of puts his... Puts his, his, hands his up, antlers. His antlers up. Yeah. And celebrates. He's just doing his own little thing. Yeah, because his second one was the uh, the tennis serve and slam dunk, which then uh, morphed into a golf shot. Which was meant to be water polo. Was it? Apparently. Right. Because of, he clarified, I think he put it on Instagram. He said it was meant to be, it was meant to be water polo because he'd, during the week, that, that clip had come out from the club where he'd, they had the name of sport, ah. name of his brand, all these things beginning with W, and he'd said... Oh, so his name of sport, which with W, and it's water polo, and he said name and occupation, he said water polo player. Water polo man. Man, that was <laughs> it. Was <laughs> which is a great answer. Um, so, yeah. excellent. Well done, well done, Jorginho. He's my new favourite person. He's great, isn't he? Leeds fans are very happy as well. Let's enjoy the, uh, the mega mix for this week. I can't remember the last time I watched a Leeds game with so little stress, so little drama. I just thought, we've got this. We're going to beat them. It was almost embarrassingly too easy. They've shown us what they can do. Let's just carry it on. This championship to me doesn't look very good at all. We're definitely a class above. Time to show it and time to march back to the Premier League where we should be. Just thought we played really well. Played great attacking football. Time to look much more like a team. Joining really well together. We've still got the likes of Jed Spence to come back in. So I'm going to improve us. And yeah, just great to put one over on those 
Millwall bastards for once. Clean sheet, winning 3-0. Piece of piss, really. I thought Farker got his substitutes spot on today. I know Anthony maybe didn't get as involved as he wanted to, but Dan James was perfect to introduce. When he did, he hit them on the counter. He was too fast for them, looked really dangerous and racked up two assists as a result. I think just that attacking prowess we've got, we're going to be tough to stop. It's just about defending how we did today. We had shaky moments, but a clean sheet is a clean sheet. On behalf of my uh, Welsh other half, a big uh, congrats especially to the, the Dragon lads, the scumbastard Bach, Daniel James, uh, and Padoo once again pulling it out. And Rodon even had a good game, but down to the whole lot of them, really. Can't really complain about any aspect of that. And uh, the Millwall lads, Kerry Gravy to them. Any personal highlights aside from that hopping mad dipstick in the Millwall end? All right, lads, what a win especially over those horrible bastards. I always felt after the international break is when our season would properly start. And it seems that kind of week off has really helped. We look great. I know they say don't fall in love with a lone player after Ben White, but Joe Rodon is going to be fucking brilliant this year. That was bleeding brilliant. When we put the turbo in, I got up off the couch and uh, went full shackles and kicked the air and my shoe came off. Hit a frame on the wall and that smashed. So I don't care. Thinking about the last campaign in the Premier League, players that you you didn't really like, a system that didn't work, a coach that didn't seem to know what he was doing. Now that we're past the transfer window, Farker really has fielded uh, and framed a team where you have Perot smiling on that first goal, you know, Ruder smiling, Gelhart smiling. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. And, and when the boys are enjoying it as much as they are, it's, it, it's just, it's hard not to fall in love with this team now. And that's something we probably haven't had since Bielsa. Oh, great bunch of lads. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> there is a bit of that, isn't there? We're in love with this team. Amazing attacking football. It's a piece of piss. We're a class above this league. It's too easy. That's how it feels today, this week, on the, on the back of that result. We did draw 0-0 with Sheffield Wednesday in the... That's all forgotten game. now. That's all forgotten now, Michael. The way I felt about it on Sunday when I just kept Googling the score to check it was 3-0, I was like, I can't wait for this team to break my heart. <laughs> so I'm really... I, you go for the team and you just really like them all and they're all good right now. And you do think, oh, when will it go wrong? I'm just going to enjoy it now because mm. it's a lot of fun. I mean, Ruta's redemption arc already has pleased me greatly. Although it was there against Ipswich, then you you need credit in the bank is the thing. We, I know we've talked, we always seem to talk about credit in the bank. But he had so little that did the really good goal against Ipswich. Then was it didn't work against Sheffield Wednesday, and people were like, "Ah, turns out he's rubbish." Oh no, he's brilliant again. And it, we've just got to—he's got to just put together like. But we're accumulating more data now, though, aren't that's we? That's what like, I mean. He's got to put together like five good performances in a row, and then people will start being like, "Oh no." So what, what we've useful. seen is that when like Piro and him have space to play in and interchange, then it works. But Sheffield Wednesday was hard. It was the system. More, it was unbelievable hard. It was unbelievable hard. Oh, you're going to work. Mug's still available. <laughs> yeah. Just go, just go out to get a reprint of them, actually. Cause they're a fair. second reprint, no less. Fly, that sexy face. Flying out. Superb. Thank you. Nice salesmanship there. Mm. Michael, that's the square ball done out for your mug. Yeah, it's the system that's to blame and people defending too deep and being spoiled sports, spoiling our fun, basically. It's not Georgina and Joel's fault, is it? I must admit, when, when Millwall brought on attackers, I didn't immediately hate it at the weekend because I thought, oh, do you know what? This might be all right because I don't mind them pushing forward because we've got players to catch them on the break. Yeah. Whereas... Sometimes you saw 
teams bringing on a lot of strikers and you were like, okay, they're going to score within about 30 seconds. Of... Well, we've got the Dragon lads, as they were referred to, to track Stop off lads. them scoring. And they're yeah. both great. Well, all three of them. If, if you are a Welsh speaker, by the way, I hope none of that was offensive. What he said, there were a couple of Welsh words in there. I don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he wasn't anything libelous. That's because you've not learned Welsh because you hate the Welsh, don't you? Almost as much as the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> a man absolutely awash with hatred. And also people from wherever... Dan James is from Beverly over from because he's from East Yorkshire, isn't he? Well, we had a nice time on Sunday. Not so much for the Bill Wall fans, which I think has added to this one a little bit. That with their pantomime theatrics, as you mentioned, there the the bouncing man in the uh, in the home end. Yeah, it's a shame the bouncing man can't really he can't really come through an audio format. But everyone's seen it. Everyone's uh, yeah. seen the bouncing. I would say man. as well, look up Punjabi Whites on Twitter, who I think <laughs> nailed it. We had, we had there's quite a lot of um, House of Pain jump around, mm. but um, it was uh, Bangra that Punjabi Whites put to. Um, to him bouncing on his chair and I thought, I thought that was the best one I mean I don't personally. know obviously we don't know much about the man but he looks about my age I'd say mm-hmm. well about 48 <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> but what's he doing did that hurt it's fine isn't it <laughs> <laughs> just for the record Michael is 39 not bothered not bothered anyway um but yeah, weird way to be, isn't it's, it? It's the uh, it's the kids behind him who were sort of involved in the aggro to start with, and, and then just eventually laughing. they're just laughing at him and yeah. filming him. Daft, man. It always happens at Millwall, does that? You get because there's because the away fans are always in the upper tier. There's no way you'd even struggle to throw something between the the home and away fans. It's almost like they put that big fence up there by the side of the home fans on purpose yeah, to but, stop them. But, but I mean, to get to the away fans as well, you'd have to you'd have to scale a wall. But I think that's why they put Leeds fans in the upper tier. Like other clubs get the lower tier at Millwall. Yeah, we just don't. But what? But what's he bouncing at? Why is he? Why is he running towards his own little <laughs> concrete barrier that's in front of him? As if it's that barrier holding him back and not the 40 yards of air in, the, in, between, in between him. Like, he's kind of giving it, giving it, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to this... get to you in a minute. I'm going to bounce high enough and I'm going to just get straight up, <laughs> straight up into there. Imagine if he bounced so high that he just cleared the roof and ended up somewhere in the, like the Thames or whatever. Anyway, um, so we're going to go, first of all, to the tweet that Bering Cross put out, which was of the players walking in off the bus. Mm. And we had those... There was, some, there was a nice uh, blend of comedy cockneys. The insults ranged from the worst kind with the with the c word in mm-hmm. sensitive ears to um, I mean it, I think the really the really brutal one was reserved for um, for Melier, wasn't it? It was it was really really awesome. Some shocking and also the, Dan, the b word. Well, Shaq and Dan James get some pretty vile stuff. So, so well. let's have a listen to this. Oh, 
Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? I mean, the worst ones. You're just fast. Imagine saying that to Dan James. Four. Bloody hell, how's he going to recover from that? And after dropping the C bomb on Melier, then called him and just prepare yourself. Butterfingers. <laughs> Shaq, you can't grow a beard. You can't grow a beard. Yeah. Butterfingers is the name of a tea room. Whereabouts? Near me. Oh, there you go. In Idle in Bradford. Yeah. What's the um what's the film? Last Tango in Paris. Um moving on to uh did someone say nonso as well? Nonso? I like I you hear Kimar Roof's name dropped somewhere in there as well. No, they're not quite sure who's who. Is it, yeah, is it I mean, Pervader who comes out and they go, he's small? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to say on that because there's Pervader, there's a small trio, there's Pervader mm. Summer, Summerfield, as they called him, and, and Nonso yeah. all come out in a three. And you can't grow a beard to Shackleton. I mean, yeah. like, how are you ever going to recover from that? Mm. I also like when um, when Farker comes out to do wait until he's walked past because it's like he walks out and goes, oh, he's big actually. <laughs> just let him walk. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really like as well how there's just like club staff just mm. like setting up whiteboards while they're shouting and then when players out there they'll just stop cr- uh, screaming it's like you're right mate how's it going <laughs> it's bit working res- today bit of respect for Kamara though Camera. Ka- yeah Camera. Yeah. yeah he used to play for Rangers he's quite good actually <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you that caught you're, me you're quite good you 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 you, you fool <laughs> you silly Billy uh, should we move on to Lions TV now that the sound on this is not great but um, there's quite a lot of fun Cockney noise in between times. Yeah, yeah upsettingly, because they put around quite a bit to Lions TV, but all of his in-stadium in audio was knackered because his mic didn't work. Right. So you can't you can't hear the full sort of upset of it, but you just do, you do hear something. But all, yeah. all you need to know about this bit is this is when we, were, we go 1-0 up and they're not happy. Yeah. Go on, keep up! Go on! Tubian talks footy. He's, um, I think he's like one of the uh, a neutral person. Right. It's interesting actually. I, I've not got the clipping, but one of the later on, there's a guy who I've described as very Millwally comes on, but he was complaining actually about the amount of day trippers there, and there were within these clips, I have two people who are just there for a day out. Ah, as you would and filming. I guess because it's if you're trying to do stuff for YouTube, Leeds Millwall's a bit of a naughty. A naughty game, in it. Yeah. If you want to have a bit, see a bit of. So it's the content producer's home, is it then? The den. Yeah. It seems to be. Yeah, because he was complaining. I mean, he did. When I say he, went, he was a bit millwally on this, he was complaining about hearing hearing a lot of foreign voices right. around him. Oh. Which... It's all gone a bit. For, <laughs> it's all gone a bit farage. Um... I mean, <laughs> it's kind of awkward. But I, was, I, I kind of, if I was being sympathetic to him, I sort of would know what. 
like tourist fans, you do see him on telly all like taking pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo and you do sort of think, oh, fuck off, I don't really want this. Did you see, by the way, the Man United fan in the half and half scarf for, uh, at the Brighton match when Brighton scored, I think it might have been their third or one of them anyway. And uh, his reaction was to get his phone out mm. and start filming the Brighton yes. players celebrating, which was... Pathetic. Yeah. I mean, he seems not as bad now Ronaldo's left, but when Ronaldo used to take a corner and literally everyone behind him was just filming him take a corner. Why? Yeah. They're, they're filming the game anyway. You can find a footage of him taking a corner online. These, these people, want. they're not like us, are they? They're not football fans. Yeah, just, given we've just touched on scum, it's, it's pretty much all Millwall today, actually. Because there's so much, it turns out there's so much Millwall on YouTube. Strange, but mm. should we should we go to a bit of scum? Okay, then. Should we, should we wait, we'll wait for Tubian and talk for Yeah, we'll let's, come back let's to go that. to Johnny United. He couldn't go to the game or watch it. In fact, I don't think he does go to games because I think he's boycotting the Glazers. Right. So Johnny United, we should say, is uh, is a online personality from from my neck of the woods, Bradford. He's has he been in the military? Were you saying, Rob? I'm not sure. He's kind of got that vibe. I just saw him on it's Twitter. Quite, so it's quite possible he's killed a man. And I mean, I'm not going to say anything about him now. I've seen what he actually looks like. I think he's a fine bloke and yeah. wouldn't. Kick his heads in at all. It's just his style of delivery, I think, that I really like. But, but when we first started, nothing against his choice of football club. When we first started <laughs> doing this uh, and found Webby and O'Neill and put them on to take the piss off, Moscow informed me that they were like two notorious football hooligans, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Love probably, your work, guys. Well, it's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, so John United, he's. It's safe to say he's like. Um, one of those sort of kids' toys that used to wind up, you know, the thing mm. at the back where you'd wind it up and wind it up and put it down and it'd go da 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 and just like, he's like um, scattergun machine gun style um, anger that tends to go through all his content when he's putting it out. Should we have a listen to see what he uh, he thinks? Is it Bruno Fernandes he's talking about? He seems to have really... T- he's Rashford and Fernandes. I mean, not actually seen the game. He's furious about them because he's seen other people saying they weren't good, but he doesn't like Fernandes anyway. I'll tell you now, Bruno Fernandes is one of the most overrated fucking players in 21st century. Honestly, fucking fraud. And this fucking manager, Eric Tenag, you are on fucking thin ice. Not that I've got any power at my United, but just as a fan opinion with me, you're fucking on thin ice. Why are you playing Bruno right wing? He's fucking shit. He's fucking shit. And he ain't much better at number 10. One of the worst number 10s I've ever seen play football. But at least he's a little bit better than when he's out right wing. Why are you putting him there? And we're going to fucking play Bayern Munich next. Probably going to lose to Bayern Munich. Then we'll probably play Sheffield United and Bruno will get a couple of assists against Sheffield United and all of a sudden he's world-class again. Like he was world-class against fucking Luxembourg. But today, when we need him today, where is he today? Fucking ghost, yet again. Not good enough, yet again. And I keep fucking telling you all. No, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. You haven't got a fucking clue. The guy is a fucking false image and I will die on that fucking hill. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your weekends. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> it's that sign-off, isn't it? The, Every fu- time. the fury and the sign-off absolutely kills me. And and do you know what? It's nice to see a fellow Bradfordian putting himself out there and making things for the internet. So good on you, big fella. He says he's the wor- one of the worst number 10s I've seen. I've just opened a list of um, Leeds United number 10s. <laughs> Somerville, Rafinha, pretty good ones. But if you go back a bit further, we've got Agachani, um, Noel Hunt, Leon Constantine, Michael Ricketts. And that's literally the number 10. <coughs> you're, you're forgetting the glory days of when we were like playing A.D. White there. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Yeah, it worked for a game, that one against Everton. Mm, it's got to go. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, back to Tubi and Talks Footy then. This is, is this the neutral fan you were saying, Michael? Yeah, so he's a, he's a neutral, but um, he's in with the Millwall. I, th- I, think, he's in, I think he's a neutral anyway, because he's just, he doesn't seem... He doesn't seem to just produce Millwall stuff, right? Um, but he's in with the Millwall fans, and he's um, he's not he's not happy with the ref. Leeds, I would say, have been the better side, more quality in their team. Move towards the Leeds contingent, and particularly referee Chris Kavanagh, and rightly so, he is an absolute joke. He is a joke of a referee. The first Leeds goal should not have stood, and it's all down to his half-time Leeds lead. I mean, it should have stood. Um, he's, he delivers that with the same uh, style as like a Sky Sports in-studio pundit. Have you noticed that? You know when they watch the games on the TV or whatever, and they do mm. the goal reporting? He, he sort of delivered it in that style. But, however, he's got some views on, on Leeds then, has he? Not by just Chris Kavanagh. By the end of the game, he thinks we're all right. Good. A very, very different side to the one they were at the start of this championship season. A real sense of togetherness, belief, and a proper, proper good side. I'll tell you from now, they will be up there come the end of the season. It is like a Sky Sports pundit. <laughs> like he's doing it from inside the studio. I assume he was saying that from locked inside a toilet or something, <laughs> not just out in the stand at the den. So I think he was in the stand. He seemed to be in a slightly... He, he certainly wasn't in the bouncing section. Mm. The old um, Tigger bit that that fellow was in, <laughs> jumping around. The bouncing section. Um, it's like the old boys' pen on the cop at Leeds. Yeah. The bouncing section. The soft play area. Mm-hmm. I'm steady now, Rob. <laughs> These people can find you. Uh, right, where do we go next? That Millwall podcast. Yes, that one. That one. Mm-hmm. That one. That Millwall podcast. Yeah, so they did a few different bits. There's a guy, we've got a clip from now, giving his immediate reaction. Then there's a more of a longer phone-in type afterwards so we've got a few clips from that but let's listen to the uh, the immediate reaction shooting from the hip like the match ball I don't think you can judge everything based on a game like today because I think Leeds especially going forward very good side and I don't think 3-0 is a fair reflection if I'm honest I think 1 maybe 2-0 was a fair reflection I'd love to know your your um, if there's any sensible Leeds fans listening let me know what you think 
I mean, we're sensible Leeds fans, aren't we? I think you're wrong. I think it should have been six nil. <laughs> yeah, personally. And I thought uh, three was about a fair reflection of it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. In they, had, they had some chances. In the end, did, did they put us under any real meaningful pressure? Also, does it matter? Nah, we scored three. They scored none. Exactly. So it works. Yeah, in Fine. your faces. In your faces. Sensible Leeds fans. Um, but we, we did uh, address before the game how there's not any sort of proper Millwall knobheads about it. There's normally been like a Harris or someone around the, around Millwall. And this is them talking about who, because they're already looking ahead, Rowett's kind of on his way out, it seems. They don't yeah. really like his style of football. Danny ba- did you see Danny Baker's tweet to that effect? Oh, no. Talking, yeah, I think he took a picture outside the den of, of some horse manure. and Because Danny Baker tends to get on the wine, I think, of an evening and then starts tweeting pithy things. And um, yeah, it was something he referred to Rowett as being like the, the manure on the ground. A good set of players being held back by a manager. Okay. Yeah, they seem to be quite pleased with this squad, generally. Mm. But um, yeah, the, so the, this is them talking about potential next managers and I think they're looking to address the knobhead factor. You bring in a Steve Morrison, okay, which everyone say, oh yeah, give Steve Morrison the job, he gets us, he's Millwall. Yeah, I get all that, but what the fuck's he going to do with our crop of players? He's going to go 4-4-2, go long ball. We ain't got the players to play 4-4-2. We haven't got wingers. We haven't got a tall target man. So what the fuck is Steve Morrison going to do? It'll be funny how Steve Morrison tactically a better manager, a better coach than Gary Rowett. Um, on the manager names, I, I, I put it out there earlier today. I, I would love to see Kevin Muscat. Um, yeah, I'll be up for that. I'll see, be up for Muscat. See, the, the things that tick a lot of boxes for me is that obviously he knows the club, which is you know something that's quite important because we you know we are we possibly losing our identity a little bit. Maybe the club wants someone with championship experience. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind Chris Wilder, but I can understand why people would be saying let's not go for Chris Wilder. Um, but I, I don't think it would be a, a terrible appointment, nor do I think Darren Moore, again, would be a terrible appointment. But I feel like I, my choice, if we have money to go and get a manager out of their contract, reasonably would be Kevin Muscat. Kevin Muscat. Sincere apologies to Darren Moore, by the way. He doesn't deserve to be lumped <laughs> in with um, Steve Morrison, Muscat and Chris Wilder. Uh-huh. He- the the undervalued he knows the club very very prominent there sorry Rob go on. I like that they know exactly what Steve Morrison is though what's that Luddite going to do with this <laughs> yeah just get it fucking pumped forward but he knows the club he does know the club that is a very valuable commodity we've established that yeah yeah it's funny how many people rely on that and I, and I do get it as well because it is nice when somebody can't you feel like somebody's understands the DNA of your of your team because we we kind of we live and breathe it don't we but um, I should get Dennis Wise back. Get him as player manager mm. or something. That's mm. proper. Could, maybe he could assault a taxi driver as well on his way there. Yeah, stub a cigar out in someone's face, that yeah. sort of thing. All the good stuff. Oh, was that Joey Barton actually? I may be mixing up my. Um... I think if you're going, if you're going to, you know, level <laughs> accusations, <laughs> level accusations against someone, Michael, it's very important to to clear that. Up. But tell you what, we'll do. We'll play some more clips. You'll find out who that was, and we'll clear it up for you. <laughs> no, in... I think I think I'm misremembering. I think maybe Dennis Wise punched someone who was asleep. Right. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Not a cigar. Not a cigar. That Definitely was, I think not that a cigar. was Joey Barton. Will's probate conveyancing. <laughs> Great. Uh, so what do they put the defeat down to? That's the question. I'm talking, you know, go back to the Huddersfield game when we had Huddersfield at the diet and night in the playoff. That was vile. That was that was pure evil. And that's what today should have been about. And it weren't. It just wasn't like that at all. <laughs> that's funny the way he described it. But you know what? I agree. Not enough pure evil. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree. I don't want, you know, you don't, obviously don't want to be pure evil and saying truly evil things. But I know what he's getting at. It was, I mean, I, I, and I mentioned this in the the preview with Phil in the run-up to this, would Sunday maybe take a little bit of the heat out of it, the fact that it was Sunday lunchtime. 
Probably did. And the weather and the fact that we were won, we were winning, sorry. You're obsessed with the weather this season. You put you put our draw Sheffield Wednesday down to the fact that it was too hot. Yeah, but in there, like... What's, during, the, what's the most evil weather? Rain. It was raining. That's what I put the point. So it flattened the atmosphere because it was raining. Oh, no, but what would create... What's, he wants evil, doesn't he? He yeah, wants, he wants more evil. evil. So what's no, the, what's no, the, no, no, what's you, the you, optimum weather you're for confusing creating evil? E, you're confusing evil weather, as in weather that's shit, no, with I'm, creating an evil atmosphere. You have flames coming from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I want, what's the best weather to create evil atmosphere? Um, I would say you're looking for temperatures in the high teens, Celsius there for mm-hmm. our American friends, possibly a bit over overcast. Okay. So it's it's warmish, but not too warm because obviously you get a lot of body heat in stadiums. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be feeling uncomfortable. So you just want that nice, comfortable sort of almost room temperature. Okay. Slightly overcast conditions, but not wet because that will dampen the atmosphere um, and not on a, a Monday, a Sunday lunchtime, sorry. Okay. It all contributes, all little little factors that take away from the atmosphere. Because I said it loads of times when we were in the Premier League, those Sunday two o'clock kickoffs just had something there about mm. them. I never liked them. Thankfully, not a problem this year. <laughs> yeah, so this is the same book again, going on to elaborate on his pure evil and how he, he wants to create it. I believe I may have forgotten to bleep some of the C's in this, so you might want to go and right. do a quick edit on this, Dan. Yeah, so, all right. Okay, so if you do hear bleeps, then I've been asked to save your your messy work, Michael. If you don't, Enjoy. Football is where us moody little go to on a Saturday for 90 minutes and we put everything what's ever gone wrong to us in the last fucking week, we put it to right to that game. That fucking number 10 playing for the opposition, you're a dirty fat If I want to call you a dirty fat for the whole fucking game, that's what I'm going to do. Because when I leave, I feel better. Right, I'm not saying racism. I'm not saying homophobic. I'm not saying any of that. But come on, if you're getting paid fucking shitloads of money per week, are you really telling me that me calling you a fat is going to upset you, and that's going to fucking just make everybody upset? Come on, get a grip. The the, the game's gone mad. Is it all about Somerville? It's number ten. He, I just it was a generic example. I think, ta- I think he's talking about because little Jimmy Somerville is a, a mere slip of a lad. Yeah, he's very, he's very light. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any fat players, do we? I mean, that lad before when there were players were coming in called Piro, a fat character. I wish I was as fat as Piro. <laughs> mm. Say that. I mean, Nonto's very barrelly, but he's not fat by any stretch. I think they've, I know they, they've got Nonso for him though, haven't they? That's true. Yeah. Do you know what? There's there's part of me kind of sympathises with this from an old school point of view, but it's hard to relate to it too much because you know. Millwall, in it. By my thoughts, thought it's not. It's probably not that healthy. No. to put it all on that. No, but football is escapism, isn't it? That's the yeah. point. The point. Um, let's go to Millwall Drive Home. Uh, are they supporting the wrong club? These people. Yeah, they're, they're far too nice. Right, there's just a dad and lad in a car, and they. Do you think they go there to vent and call people? <laughs> I don't think so. F and Cs. They would be far better suited to like Brentford. Was what I was thinking. Listening to these two, but yeah, just being nice about Leeds different quality to be fair two teams that looked you know completely miles apart absolutely miles apart there wasn't too much in the game just the key moments Leeds had the quality and, and we just did not look like scoring at all yeah you look at the pace of Dan James and some of you oh, some of those God, players yeah. they just you know they've Nonto Nonto they've, got, they've just got such pace in in that team and, and in the championship it's needed I don't don't get me wrong I don't think they're, they're one of the better teams in the division leads at the moment I think they've got a lot of work to do but on today's showing well 
they won't have a much easier game than they will have today. But on today's showing, they, you know, they've got the resources to be able to, to to challenge in the league, and they'll certainly be up there in you know by the end of the season. Um, anything else you want to add? We need to we need to either change the manager or change the way that we play. Should where's where's all the anger? Mm. I think they do need Steve Morrison. Actually, it's not pure evil in that. No, car, exactly. Teach him some sorcery. Go uh, try late and orient someone, lads. That's what I want to say. <laughs> you don't need to subject yourself to Millwall. <laughs> go and have a nice day somewhere. Should go to Millwall Tube then. Yes, this is a bit more in stadium upset. Yeah, nothing more to say really. Yeah, let's just enjoy just it. Just enjoy this, it. This is in filming. Is the first goal because I mean, this. Let them just go back to the previous ones talking about us being a good team and all the pace we've got inside. It just makes you feel like kind of warm and fuzzy inside, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, we are quick. Yeah. The thing is, it is a. It is a really quick team. You look at the some of the awful sides we've had in this league where there was not anyone fast. Like Sam Byram or someone would have been the fastest player in a Warnock side. Mm. And all of a sudden he's like the slow old man. Yeah, happy birthday to Sam Byram as well. 10 30, do you notice that? I refuse to believe it. He's, he's about he's at most twenty three. Mm. Thirty more like thirteen. Mm. Ball, did he? Nope. Just defended it expertly, I'd say. It's it's good how certain they had are it, about had it. Had it kicked into his tummy. He did. It was an assault. Mm. And also the the um the non foul as well in midfield. Mm. Like you you just know that they'll have seen that back and been like, yeah. it's that ref's still a fucking <laughs> he's a cheat. He's still a fucking liberty. <laughs> right. So here's uh, goals two and three. Fifteen minutes to go. I've still got a feeling we'll get a goal. It's Millwall nil, Leeds United 2. Joe Perot with the goal. Game over, unfortunately. Yeah. I might be disappointed in the players because I think we have played well today, but here's what it is. It's Millwall nil, Leeds United 3. It's definitely game over now. I feel like we've had way more possession this game because they've taken their chances. Taking our chances, imagine that. They'll never catch on, eh? Played well, bless them, didn't they, Millwall? Mm-hmm. Tried really hard. Thinking about a new manager, Neil Warnock's free. <laughs> he is. Knows, he, know, he, he does sort of know the club. Does that, he? That would be pure evil. That's like, I think Cardiff go sort of Neil Harris, Steve Morrison, Neil yeah, Warnock, they all God, in they like did, a, yeah. a run, which was just, you just need to give up, lads. Mm. And he, he had a famous falling out with Muscat as well, didn't he, Warnock? Yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. You're Maybe right. the two of them. Yeah, I was just thinking about Ghost. Have you seen Ghostbusters 2? No. Have you not seen it? Have you seen not it, for Rob? years. It's what you know with all the pink slime mm. under the building. Are you aware of the, the, the narrative? No. no. I bet it's just like evil descends on oh, okay. New York City because of all the pink slime. It just made me, I just thought, wondering if maybe that's their jam. Um, yeah, but, we will be covering off Warnock. Right. With Moscow on the members show, but he's not here, so it's unfair to talk yeah, we need too to much do, yeah. about Warnock. Sorry, Rob. That's but, fine. But he, your Warnock impression just I'm, doesn't... Yeah. I'm happy. I don't Can you try can try and do as a Warnock? Oh, he just talks like because he's he is he's leaving Huddersfield, isn't he? After this midweek round of fixtures, yeah, which, which is a shame for him. 
which we predicted about two or three weeks ago. There's no way it was like it was going to be commuting for the winter. No, no, he wants to be down in. Not with the way the trains are. Did, did you actually see his his interview? Ah, oh, somebody's going to. Oh, he's mentioned it in a, a quotes or whatever. Oh, somebody'd be back on the phone in February. He just wants Christmas off. Yeah, he wants to spend it at I home think, down he, in Cornwall. He even said he was hoping to keep the job up to Christmas, and yeah. it, then they'd already planned like, and then I'll have a bit of time off. Yeah, man. it's New Year, isn't it? No, well, like, yeah, Sharon. Uh, anyway. the, well, there was a game that was that was winter, wasn't it? When he um, he he managed a game via the radio because <laughs> he was a bit poorly. Couldn't be asked. Was he though? He, yeah. he made a sub, didn't he? Like a half-time sub after listening <laughs> on the radio. Amazing. Right, we'll finish on um, uh, the fans' perspective. Yes, yeah, so this is another neutral person, but he's in what I would consider the, the best seat. Right. Because essentially there's a really upset bloke somewhere near him and that's what I wanted to hear when I got these clips together. So I've, I've got a censored and uncensored version on this. I think it's up to you really, Dan. Um, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't want to kill the algorithm do we that's the thing if there's two I mean can you it's, are the C-bombs in it very perceptible uh, you've just got to shout over them whenever he's about to swear they're kind of background noise I think we should go uncensored on this because you get the full flavour of the clips and just say if you don't want to hear lots of swearing press the fast forward button if you've got a 30 second skip button press it twice now <laughs> and you'll come out the other side of this Podcast that Millwall podcast is that what it's called? I can't remember. It's on the sheet. Yeah, there's a bit in there as well where they said that they had a goal disallowed because of the foul on Melier. No, didn't go over the line. Didn't didn't go in. No, so that didn't go in. That's have you, I know you're kind of really adept with the rules of football. You're really up to speed. Ball heading towards the goal goes over the line. What's that? A goal. What if it doesn't go over the line? No goal. Just... Likewise, if a ball hits someone in the stomach rather than the hand, not yeah. on ball. Bloody hell! Are you mm. one of those robots that they get to decide what happens now? <laughs> <laughs> watch it I mean it wasn't even close was it no. the, the, the Strauch one so. no, no not disallowed so that didn't count so I have just isolated my favourite insult <laughs> I know what's going to be coming in <laughs> I do know exactly what's going to be coming let's see if I'm right fucking load of shit you slag <laughs> <laughs> fucking load of shit you slag it's such a cockney insult isn't it you know, we were just talking about this before coming on slag is a very specific insult in the north I would say mm-hmm. you wouldn't if I, you wouldn't call someone a dickhead or a slag, would you? No. They were not interchangeable. You wouldn't call someone a wanker or a slag. Yeah, in in the North, it's derogatory, used in a derogatory fashion towards a woman of what you might say loose morals. Is If you're accusing a lady of that, then that's what you might whereas, say. I would never say that. You might. Whereas in East London, you can use it to refer to a referee who's not giving you a decision. 
um, someone who's hijacked the plane, as Danny Dyer did that time when he referred to them them slags as the people who... um, Perpetrated 9-11. Perpetrated 9-11. It still still does my nutting that it's 11 years since them slags. Yeah. <laughs> um, crash those planes into the towers not laughing at the towers we just want no, to just, absolutely the, just the fact it. that they refer to them as them slags yeah. it made me think uh, if maybe ever George Bush and Tony Blair in, in any of their meetings said them slags we really need to sort them slags out you know but finally what we got just a bit of EastEnders yeah it, it feels appropriate doesn't it you bitch you cow you bitch <laughs> nice work there you I have go. to say that's, that's your magnum opus there Michael never, it's never a clip to, that never to be better that Moscow did alert me to ages ago right I think there's a really long version of it on YouTube which just goes them calling each other um, you care you care you bitch you yeah. care super a bit of slag well yeah it. Warnock over on um, the member show then for, for TSB Plus members we'll have a chat with Moscow um, in a couple of days time about that and, uh, and more clips from the football world from our fans enjoying what has been a fun week Let's just do this again. Could we do this every week? Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, three nil every week. Have a jolly nice time, and then we'll hate every minute again. Class above. <laughs> let's let's not make let's not make it too easy though, because that's what someone said of the Leeds clips. I don't want this season to be too easy. Imagine if we won three nil every week. Do you know what? I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I also. cannot remember a season in my lifetime where it's been a laugh every single. Like, mm. It was a bit, a bit tense at the start here in the opening few weeks because we weren't quite, you know, squad wasn't together and all that, Nonto and all that. But now, if it could be easy and a right laugh from now until the end of the season, I'd accept that. Would you? Yes. I think everything's going to be totally fine forever. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.